You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up, everybody? It's your boy. What's up, everybody? And welcome inside Studio 34. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid Television Network. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Fellas, what's going on? How's everything going? I would take that as uh, Jim Day is doing quite well. How about you, George Kurtz? Uh, in English, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing well. Last <laughs> night went was a good night, so uh, no complaints here. First and foremost, I want to give a special shout-out to the normal host of this program, the closer, Chris Ventra. I saw via Facebook today that it is his birthday. So happy birthday to Chris Ventra. I assume uh, that's why he's not here today. Uh, Jim, what well, do you wait, suspect the that I the closer have... is doing here on his birthday? Because it can be a, a myriad of things. Isn't this like his sixth birthday this year? Feels like it. <laughs> it sure does. Um, now, who knows what Chris is doing? We know he likes the tall, freaky kind of men, so who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. Ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah, interesting fellow, that Chris Ventra. Um, but yeah, shout out to Chris Ventra. A happy birthday to him as well. Once again, I want to welcome in everybody joining us on Zumo Television, Channel 719. We are the Sports Grid Television Network. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, up on today's show, what we, I want to do is The Athletic released a really awesome article yesterday uh, regarding training camp updates following preseason week three. Uh, it was really a bunch of takeaways from different beat, rep- uh, beat reporters for the for every team in the NFL. So what I'm going to do today is I want to tackle the AFC uh, with a lot of these updates and and things that they had to say regarding certain players and situations, and we'll do a little buy or sell, whether or not we're buying into these uh, reports or situations, and ultimately how we're handling them for fantasy football this season. Uh, George, Jim, did either of you get to check out this article that was written on The Athletic yesterday? No, I have not. Uh, I have not re- seen that yet, to be honest with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm working from time I get up till time I go to bed so outside reading has become a a bad habit at this point how about you George no same thing with Jim Monday's a an extremely busy day in our industry so between writing and uh, a couple of different shows on this platform uh no I, I do like reading the articles from the from the athletic but that was one I didn't even honestly hear about all right so this is going to be good so we're flying in blind here you guys haven't had a chance to see it yet so uh Look, let's let's jump into one of these right away before we before we hit the break here. It was regarding the Baltimore Ravens again. Today we're going to hit on the AFC. Uh, I assume that that will take up the entirety of the program today, and then tomorrow we can hit up the NFC reports that came out of this article on the Athletic regarding um, the NFL beat writers, and they were answering our fantasy questions uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Here's what they had to say regarding Marquise Hollywood Brown, who was their first round pick in the NFL draft this past season, that he will be brought along slowly obviously he's coming back off this foot injury uh will have more of an impact in the second half of the season I don't think that's crazy it seems pretty obvious at this point regarding the Baltimore Ravens 
But overall, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Hollywood Brown, maybe from a redraft and a dynasty perspective, uh, and then who you like overall in this passing game this year. I know a lot of people are on Lamar Jackson this season for fantasy football purposes because of what he can add with his legs. We're assuming that he takes a step forward with his arm, uh, which means that there could be more production this year in the passing game, whether it's with uh, fellow rookie Miles Boykin, whether it's with Mark Andrews, Willie Sneed. So, George, I'll throw this your way first. Uh, what do you think regarding this report about Marquise Brown not really having an impact until the second half of the season? And are there any Ravens pass catchers that you are excited about this year for fantasy football? Yeah, that's something I would put in the uh, really shocked uh, category. Most rookie wide receivers aren't going to have an impact. And then you throw it on a team that's not really a great throwing team. Of course, he's not going to have an impact. And yes, he'll be more valuable in the second half of the season. That doesn't mean anything. I don't want him in fantasy. Uh, you mentioned dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. That's a little different. Give it a couple of years. We'll see what happens. Maybe Lamar Jackson does develop. I like, I, I, think I love Lamar Jackson as a fantasy quarterback, but it's because of his running ability. I think the passing still has a long ways to go. I think he'll be better than he was last year. I do. But he's nowhere near a finished. He's not even close to a finished project. So I have zero interest in any pass catcher on Baltimore, with the exception of maybe a backup tight end, maybe Andrews for a tight end, too. That I could see happening. Jackson, a lot of young quarterbacks, they look for the, the, to hit that big target over the middle. It's close to the line of scrimmage. That's generally the tight end. So I'm interested in Andrews, but that is it. Jim, we've seen some of these pass catchers move up draft boards, specifically Mark Andrews. George mentioned his name as well. I mean, he's someone that you know people are excited about, played together with Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma a couple of years ago, but he did pop off a little bit last year in the second half of the season with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback, and he made you know some big plays. Uh, I believe he had like two receptions of 60-plus yards in that second half of the season with Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. So uh, what do you think of this report regarding Marquise Brown? Yes, it seems a little bit obvious, but you know people are still drafting him for fantasy football this season because of his draft pedigree in the NFL draft. So how do you feel about Marquise Brown? Are there any other pass catchers here that catch your eye? Miles Boykin is someone that has caught my eye because of his physical traits, but I still think that he's a little bit raw in terms of the actual NFL game and route running and you know, things of that matter. So how do you feel about this Ravens passing attack? Is there anyone that's catching your eye? Well, the first thing I got to say is if you didn't think that this Marquise Brown thing was coming, you weren't prepared at all. That he missed all of almost all of preseason, all of training camp, all of OTAs. Uh, so, yeah, of course he's going to come on slow. And you're talking about an offense that we still have serious doubts that the quarterback can hit anybody. Uh, we saw every single wide receiver on the team fall off the table as soon as Lamar Jackson started last year, and it became the Lamar Jackson running show. So, you know, it's really hard to have a lot of faith in any of these guys. And the only guy really I want, and I know a lot of people are high on Mark Andrews, but I can't see him as anything more than a tight end too, just because they have so many tight ends on that roster. Others are going to get involved. The only guy I want a piece of right now is Miles Boykin in this passing offense because you can get him so late and he's had a good camp. It's a fantasy football frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV network. Also, now on Zumo Channel 719. We'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Fantasy. Freestyle. What I think is funny is we have blowhards like Gottlieb and we have fans being like, oh my goodness, I'm going to burn their jersey. I'm going to boo them. Meanwhile, what are NFL players saying? They're being like, yo, I know what he went through. I understand. Do what you got to do. You can't project other people's motivations. If Andrew Luck has plenty of opportunities, is only a 29-year-old man and wants to still be able to form a coherent sentence when he's 40-year-old, let him do it. Watch live Mondays and Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy live from the Gym Day Studios. You see the Fantasy Taz <laughs> rocking out. You got me again, did you? <laughs> <laughs> we got him when he I wasn't looking. He closes that. the eyes. He starts drumming. He doesn't even know if the camera's on him. But that's 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 why we love Gym Day here. I can't help it. Music <laughs> just does that to me. I can't sit still when I listen to music. I have to move. George Kurtz, uh, w- do you have something that does that to you? Uh, my kids tend to do that to me when they don't sit still. I have a tendency to have to move. George uh, Kurtz has the kids attacking him. He just can't move. <laughs> Something listen, just I takes over his body. I live with five women, all right? I live a very ironic life. Uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stanville filling in for the closer, Chris Ventra. Happy birthday to Chris Ventra as well. Welcome back to the Sports Grid TV Network, also live on Zumo, channel 719. Want to welcome in everybody watching live on Zumo. I want to continue to break down these AFC storylines via an article on The Athletic yesterday where they where we had 
a where we had fantasy questions asked to the beat writers, and uh, they gave us their best guess as to uh, these these questions that we have right now in fantasy football. So I want to keep moving on. We talked about the Baltimore Ravens before the break. I want to hit up the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Obviously, there's a lot up in the air right now regarding A.J. Green. We know that he's going to miss at least a few games. It could be as many as four games, maybe six games. Who knows? But as of now, we know he's going to miss at least two games. Uh, But specifically... What was said in this article was that John Ross is expected to be ready for week one. It feels like we've heard John Ross's name for years now, Jim Day. Are you laughing there in the background? But what, who I want to ask you about here is Damian Willis, who I find very interesting because he was named the starting wide receiver in A.J. Green's absence for the first couple of games of the season. Stands at six foot four, 205 pounds. He has the frame. He had three receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown in their third preseason game, which is normally seen as the final tune-up before the regular season that came against the New York Giants as well. You know, someone that, you know, when it comes to Damian Willis, he was actually on the Netflix documentary Last Chance You. He played at Troy for yes. two years as well. He had yes. 10 receiving touchdowns last season at Troy. I think that there's a little bit of intrigue here when it comes to Damian Willis. So, uh, Jim, I'll throw it your way first. Look, we've heard about John Ross forever. He hasn't been able to put it together at the NFL level. We know that Tyler Boyd is the top receiver in this offense, but outside of him, Damian Willis might actually get some looks. Do you have some interest earlier on in the season? I I do. Look, this is a guy that has been having a very good camp. Uh, He hasn't gotten a lot of press. I get that. But he's been having a very strong camp for them. He's been there all the time, on the field all the time, practicing hard, learning the, the playbook from what all the beat writers are saying. And, yeah, I, I mean, this is where I get my information is those same beat writers. So I love this kind of stuff. I follow about 450 of them on Twitter. So it really makes it quite interesting to go through everything they put out there. But everybody's been talking you know, not really splash. Like it wasn't like, wow, you got to watch this kid, but wow, every day this kid keeps making plays and keep making plays. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he surprised everybody and makes the 53 man roster. That was the first talk. Now they're talking about him starting the first few games. I, Hey, I can't blame him. John Ross has been nothing to this team. He can't stay healthy. Even when he is on healthy and on the field, he's done nothing. So why not? This kid obviously came in with a hunger to play the game and, you know, A lot of times when you get these kids that come out of these small schools, they get kind of overlooked because they don't play against the top defenses in the country, things like that. But some of these kids, man, it really comes down to how much they want to play. And everything I hear about this kid says he wants to play and play hard. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And let's remind everyone that Zach Taylor, now the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, comes over from the Los Angeles Rams where he learned under Sean McVay. He was the offensive coordinator there and has openly said that he's going to try and use a lot of this, a lot of similar schemes that Sean McVay has used. They're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. So that means as long as A.J. Green is out, we're going to see Damian Willis, John Ross on the outside, and we're going to have Tyler Boyd playing that slot Cooper Cup role for the Cincinnati Bengals this upcoming season. So George Kurtz, I'll throw uh, the same question your way. I mean, do you have any interest in Damian Willis early on in the season? Is he just someone you put on the your watch team, your scout list? You see how he does these first couple of weeks? You know, how many snaps is he playing? As of right now, it seems like when they run those three wide receiver sets, which is going to be most of the time, he is going to be on the field. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if he outperforms John Ross. John Ross hasn't been able to do anything, George. Well, I agree about Ross. I, I have no interest in John Ross. Don't really have much interest in uh, any receiver on Cincinnati other than Boyd. 
let's put it this way. Uh, you mentioned Green could be out. We were hearing reports now, what, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it might be. So theoretically, assuming you drafted somewhat decently, you don't really need a receiver until, uh, to cover, until your bye week start, week four. Right? So by then, Green could be back, which means it's going to also lessen the value of anybody else other than Boyd on that team. So I don't see where the, uh, the love's coming in here. Unless you think Green's going to be out long term. Uh, yes, Cincinnati's going to be a bad team. They're going to throw the ball a lot in the second half. I mean, a lot. Because they'll be trailing by multiple points. I don't think this team wants to win. I also think eventually they might make a switch from Dalton to Finley just to see what they have there. Just to check it out there. So as far as Damian Williams, I don't see the value here. Even if he gets off to a good start, you should have other receivers that are well ahead of him on your depth chart, on your team. You want to pick up as a dartboard throw late? Doesn't bother me. Reserve, fine. But he's more, as you said, that scout team guy. I'll keep an eye on him. You want to get Bobby Rasta guy like I said, maybe I plug him in there during the bye weeks once I have two receivers that are off. But I can't see a situation, unless you're playing 16, 18 team leagues, but regular, certainly a 10 team league, a 12 team league where, oh, wow, Damian Willis over this guy. I mean, I'm not going to start Damian Willis over DJ Moore. You know, like, that's my wide receiver two or a flex guy or someone on uh, that ilk that you wide receiver threes. I can't see a situation other than buys or when injuries hit that you would plug him in there. And George is absolutely well, right. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What do you got? I, I agree you got, with George. I do. I, the only thing, the only caveat I'm going to throw to that is in those first couple of weeks, he could be a guy that just comes off the bench and, you know, scores touchdowns. He's got that build. He, he He's a red zone threat. And, you know, this could be a guy that, look, let's say you drafted, you know, a few months ago and you got a couple of guys that are hurt and stuff. That's where guys like this come into play. I agree with George. You're not going to start him over the starters you drafted. You know, I get that. But if you, you've had injuries and stuff like that, you've already drafted. These, this is where guys like this can come into play. Uh, you know, hopefully you got an early waiver wire before the season starts. And, you know, you could take a shot on somebody like this. This is a team that, you know, when A.J. Green was in there, they, they he scored a lot of touchdowns. I'm not saying this kid is A.J. Green, so don't start jumping on me for that. All I'm saying is he's going to have some opportunity as that big outside guy because John Ross ain't going to do anything. I'm sorry. He's been hurt again all preseason. I'm not buying. I don't care. This kid has been making plays. Don't just write him off for nothing. Sometimes you just got to take a chance. And if you're really flailing for that third wide receiver or that flex spot, he may be a, a good pick in the first couple of weeks. And I agree with George as well. Look, a lot of the players that we're going to talk about today, you don't necessarily have to pick these players up, but it's just to get them in your mind. We, you know, we spoke about Preston Williams a couple of weeks ago, and then everyone started jumping on Preston Williams because he had a really good training camp, had a couple of good preseason games, uh, and it's just a similar situation now where Damian Willis, Willis is playing well. He's going to get an opportunity early on, so just pay attention to the name. Just know of him. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if you know he outperforms John Ross the first couple of weeks of the season. Maybe even when A.J. Green gets back, you still see Damian Willis as a starter on the outside with A.J. Green, and then you have uh, you have Tyler Boyd in the slot. So it's just something to pay attention to. Keep that name in your back pocket when it comes to Damian Willis early on in the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns here. We'll stick in the AFC North, and they, they asked about Jarvis Landry. Will he be an important part of the team's offense? And of course, yes, they say he's going to be an important part of the team offense, but what does that mean exactly? Like, just because he, you know, is going to help Baker Mayfield and he's going to help the team from an NFL perspective, 
Is Jarvis Landry really going to be able to replicate numbers that we've seen him put up in years past? Obviously, Odell Beckham comes over, and he's going to be the target monster for the Cleveland Browns. And you know, David Njoku is still there, and everyone is in love with Nick Chubb. So we're, we're coming up on a break here, so I'm not going to throw you guys the question yet, but I'll, I'm just going to let it simmer for you throughout the break. What are we realistically expecting from Jarvis Landry this season? Because it's really the first time in his NFL career that he is not the main target on his team. I have soured a little bit on Jarvis Landry myself. I don't have any shares of him up until this point. So when we get back, we'll ask George Kurtz and Jim Day how they feel about Jim uh, about Jarvis Landry this upcoming season. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Also now on Zumo Channel 7. 19. We'll be back right after this. Game time decisions. We're talking about a guy like Jacoby Brissett. When Bill Belichick is interested in you and like tried to get you before they made those moves. Remember when New England too, they were thinking about what should we do? Brady's getting older. I know they got Hoyer and whatever, but when he's sniffing around and likes what you're all about, I'll tell you, the guy at NC State was a pretty good quarterback. He's also had a lot of playing time because of Lux injuries. He's coming in bad spot before, and I think he's equipped for the job. Watch live weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Did we just become best friends? Yup! The best friends forever. I think that if Andrew Luck wasn't in the financial state that he is in, he wouldn't feel comfortable doing what he did, and that's retiring from the NFL. They asked him, like, would you reconsider? And it wasn't a no. It's kind of like, we'll see. But I think Andrew Luck doesn't need football. Like, a lot of players need football. And Andrew Luck's going to be just fine without it because he has other things that are important to him. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel.
right, folks, just one more NFL preseason week left, and you need to know how to navigate the fantasy football landscape without Andrew Luck. Head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Mintech and the Roto Experts have you covered with Dynasty season-long and best ball formats giving you an edge, regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Frank Stanfield. You just heard the sweet voice of Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz joining us as well. Before the break, I mentioned Jarvis Landry and the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, what should we expect this upcoming season? The past couple of days, we still see his ADP right around wide receiver 27. That's a high-end wide receiver 3. You know, I'll throw out a few stats here as well. His first eight games last year averaged 11.6 targets per game, 6.1 receptions. His final eight games, once Freddie Kitchens took over, calling the play, 6.9 targets, four receptions per game, and now he has to deal with Odell Beckham coming in. George Kurtz, I'll throw it your way first. You know, this report was really about how Jarvis Landry is on the same page with Baker Mayfield. They're building their chemistry, and he's still going to be a really important part of the offense. I question how much that importance is going to translate into fantasy purposes this season. What says you, George? Yeah, Landry, I don't care about last year's stats again here because there was no Beckham. Now, Beckham's going to want I know Landry and Beckham are very good friends, maybe best of friends. But uh, how Freddie Kitchens handles this, because there's going to be some games here where it's going to work both ways. For some reason, Beckham didn't get his catches that game. It wasn't a Beckham day or it wasn't a Landry day. And they still win the game. I think it'll be okay. But if that happens and they lose the game, does one of those two feel upset? You know, hey, we lost and I only got two targets and caught one ball, that sort of thing. You know, or the joke who's getting the touchdowns because he's a big target in the red zone. How Kitchens handles it, you throw in Mayfield's personality as well, is going to be extremely interesting here. I think if there's one thing that can really disrupt the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, season, it would be that. That being said, I ego? see them getting who's Landry. Got an ego? Nobody's got an ego. That being said, I seem to be nailing Landry a lot in fantasy drafts. He seems to be there when, uh, you know, once again, with the same category as the Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, Josh Gordons, and I see to be uh, going towards Landry. I think he's a safer play. I think he is going to get his share of balls there. Uh, he's not going to get as much targets as he was getting. Beckham's there, and Beckham has to get his. He's a, a more uh, he's a more dynamic player. Let's face it; they didn't acquire him and give up that price just to not throw him the ball. So I think things are going to work out here. But if, if Beckham wasn't there, I think Landry's a wide receiver too. He is there now. He's a wide wide receiver three. But I still think there's some value in Landry. But I'd be lying if I said I'm not a little bit worried as to what's going to happen here. That maybe Mayfield only has eyes for Beckham. Jim, I'm scared about Jarvis Landry this upcoming season. I have him at wide receiver 35. I just mentioned his ADP the past couple days is at wide receiver 27. So I'm eight spots below where his ADP has currently been at. I have guys like Josh Gordon ahead of him. I have Christian Kirk ahead of him, Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson, D.D. Westbrook. I think those players could see more targets consistently and they have higher upside as well. You know, How do you feel about Jarvis Landry this upcoming season? I really can't get behind the price right now. Look, I don't have a problem with it. He actually is right where I have him ranked. I have him at 26, wide receiver 26. Look, last year was a dead year. It had no other wide receivers that stepped up to play. 
Uh, all the defensive attention was on Landry all the time. You know, all you had was Callaway dropping balls and Njoku dropping balls, and Landry was the only one that was catching him. And then, you know, even he was dropping balls at one point because he just had so much coverage on him. Getting Odell Beckham takes a lot of that coverage off him. Of course, goes to Odell, but okay, Odell can handle it. Uh, Landry gets a lot freer reign on the other side. I like Landry this year. I, I'm not saying he's going to catch 100 balls uh, like he's done in Miami, but I have him, like, uh, right now, I'm pretty sure I have him at, uh, just lost him in my sheet, 76 catches, 854 yards, and six touchdowns, which puts him right about wide receiver 27. Jarvis Landry also hasn't had less than 131 targets in each of the past four seasons. It seems like it's more likely he's probably in that like 110 to 120 range. So look, he's just not going to get the volume as, as much as he has in years past. And I get it. That's baked into his ADP in years past. He's been around three, round four pick. But even at, you know, that sixth round ADP, I just, I find wide receivers that I think have a little bit more upside and, you know, frankly, might be a little bit more consistent this upcoming season as their respective teams. Yeah, I can't believe you put D.D. Westbrook in there. Why, you don't like D.D. Westbrook? What do you got, Jim? It's not that I don't like D.D. Westbrook. I'm just not sure he's going to be the guy each and every week. I think Landry's going to be much safer than Westbrook. Look, uh, you know, Westbrook, he makes plays. I get that. But then he falls off the radar for like three weeks. Um, I know they got bowls now, and that may change, but DJ Chark is supposedly having a really good camp. Early camp talk was Chris Conley was breaking it off down the field. I, I just don't know if I trust any of those guys, and I'd much rather have Landry than D.D. Westbrook, and that's not even close for me. When it comes to D.D. Westbrook, for me, you know, you hit on a good point about how he would disappear for a few weeks at a time, but, you know, was that really his fault, or was that, you know, Blake Bortles' fault? Well, not I that, don't know. Not that Nick Foles is like, you know the world's best quarterback, but I think we can all agree that it's going to be an upgrade from the quarterback play that they've had in years past, and I think D.D. Westbrook is far and away the most talented wide receiver on that Jaguars roster, and you look at what Nick Foles has done the past couple of years in terms of targeting slot receivers, D.D. Westbrook ran the most routes from the slot wide receiver position last year as well, so this kind of just seems like a match made in heaven this upcoming season, so agree to disagree on this one. I'm going to go with D.D. Westbrook. I feel like he's the Jaguars, you know, top receiving option there. And I think that John Filippo is going to pass the ball a little bit more this season with the Jaguars than we've seen them do in years past. But let's get back over to another team. Why do you think that? Why do I think what, Jim? That they're going to pass more this year than they have in years past. I mean, they like to run. That's, you know, that's what Fournette does. You give him the ball a hundred times and eventually he'll get you a couple of yards. But, you know, that's what they love to try. Why do you think there's going to be a shift in offensive theory? Well, I do think that it goes back to, you know, John Filippo's play calling. We saw that last year with the Minnesota Vikings while he was there. You know, Kirk Cousins averaged over 40 pass attempts per game. Once Stefanski came in, that went down to like 26, 27 pass attempts. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to throw the ball 40 times a game. I think, you know, their philosophy is still going to be, yes, they want to play defense. They want to run the football. But I think having a capable quarterback in Nick Foles will give them the opportunity to at least, you know, if they want to throw the football more, at least they have that luxury. Whereas in years past when they have guys like Blake Bortles or whoever else is quarterbacking for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they haven't really had that luxury. Let's be honest. I mean, those quarterbacks were extremely inconsistent. I think at least Nick Foles brings a little bit more consistency here. And based on John DeFilippo's play calling tendencies in the past, it seems like he does lean a little bit more on passing the football, then running the football. But I, I agree. I know that they want to run the football, but I think that they're going to be able to pass the ball more effectively than they have been able to do 
in years past. I want to move over to the Houston Texans. You know, they asked about DeAndre Hopkins in the article. We're not going to get into DeAndre Hopkins. He's a first-round pick. He's as you know safe a wide receiver as they come in the first round. But I want to ask about a different wide receiver, someone who returned to practice yesterday, and that was Kiki QT because earlier on in the draft season, you know, back in June, back in July, before Kiki QT hurt himself, he was someone that was getting hyped up, being drafted as a top 40 wide receiver, maybe even top 35 wide receiver. His ADP over the past two days is wide receiver 50, and I still think that that is reflective of this ankle injury, and I know he's dealt with a ton of injuries, but this is a high-powered offense, Jim. I I mean, if you ask me, I just want to get as much exposure to these high-powered offenses as I possibly can. The Houston Texans are one of those offenses. I think if Kiki QT is healthy for now, which it looks like he is because he's returned to practice, I don't know how long it's going to last, but if he is healthy, getting him at wide receiver 50, that seems like a really good bargain, Jim. Again, it's a big if, though. This is a kid who has had trouble staying healthy. Uh, you know, he comes out, he flashes for a couple of games, get hurt, gets hurt again, and we miss him for you know a while. And then he finally comes back, plays for a couple of games, does well in that offense. Absolutely. They, they, they like that short passing game with him, and he, he makes it work. But he can't stay on the field, and I'm having a hard time you know, again, trying to have faith in somebody like this who it legitimately keeps getting hurt one right after the other. It's always something new, but it's one right after the other. And to me, you know, wide receiver 50, sure, I'll take the shot on him there because you're right. It is a high-powered offense. He's shown that he can make hay in that offense. I just think, you know, a lot of that, what he was doing before, a lot of that is now going to funnel through Duke Johnson, who is just going to be that much more reliable. Yeah, Duke Johnson being there definitely takes away some of those, you know, short routes, the screen passes, the quick slants as well. Uh, And I agree with, you know, the players that are going just ahead of him, like the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver two situation. I'd like, I'd rather take a shot on that. The Packers wide receiver two situation, rather take a shot on that as well. But George, at wide receiver 50, there's not really much risk. You look at who's going just behind him. Golden Tate suspended four games. Anthony Miller, who... You know, we want to get excited about, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy as well. And the Bears like to spread the ball around. Uh, Jameson Crowder, an interesting one as well. I think you can make the argument there. But George, I'll throw it your way as well. Kiki QT at wide receiver 50. All I see there is upside. I mean, even even if he gets hurt and you end up dropping him, at wide receiver 50, it doesn't really matter, George. I actually, I agree with both of you, so I don't really have much to add there. (laughs) The most important ability for a fantasy football player is availability. And someone like QT, you don't always have it. He's 5'11", 180. He's a rail. So uh, I wonder with his body type, if he's just not built to play football, not 16 games. Well, Jim says, he's going to play two games, look good, you love him, and then he's out for two. And he's that missing series. He's missing half a game here with an ankle injury, growing, whatever it might be, because he's just not really built to play professional football. So I love the high-powered offense he's in. I love the price you're getting him at. I mean, you mentioned, why receive a 50? You just sort of have nothing to lose. And I... I don't mind having QT, but I wouldn't want him on an abundance of teams. You know, I wouldn't want him on 40% of my teams because right. then well, he's going to get hurt in a Great lot of point. leagues. I don't mind having him on one or two. I'm good with that, but I want to keep my exposure limited. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. That was George Kurtz, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day here as well. I am Frank Stanfield. We'll be back right after this. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost 
almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. In this league. And David Montgomery. Every single rookie running back is getting an incredible push, maybe at the worst time, for people to take advantage of draft values. Tony Pollard is getting first-team reps. I don't... Reichwell Armstead might be the only running back that's a rookie in the entire NFL right now that isn't getting crazy hype. Saturdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I want to welcome in everybody watching on Zumo Channel 719 as well. Joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. We're running through some AFC training camp storylines. An article that came out via The Athletic yesterday where a bunch of NFL beat writers were asked fantasy questions and they gave their thoughts regarding these questions. One of them was regarding the Jacksonville Jaguars and, of course, Leonard Fournette, one of the most polarizing players in fantasy football this upcoming season. The report said that Leonard Fournette could total 400 to 500 receiving yards this upcoming season. So, did some simple math, broke out my calculator. He's averaged 8.4 yards per reception in his career. 
400 receiving yards divided by 8.4 yards per reception puts him at about 47 receptions this upcoming season. So if he's going to get 400 to 500 receiving yards this year, we're talking about Leonard Fournette closing in on 50 receptions or even exceeding 50 receptions. Now, I know that there have also been reports about him being used more in the passing game. It's something that they are consciously trying to do here as part of John DeFilippo's offense. He had three targets in four series in the week in their Week 3 preseason game as well. So, George, I'll throw this your way first. Uh, selfishly, I just want to get your thoughts on Leonard Fournette because I'm sure you guys have done a Jaguars preview, uh, but I haven't heard your thoughts on him. So I want to know how you guys feel about Leonard Fournette. You know, I've been a little bit more down on him. I, you know, I'm very weary about like the injury history that he's had, but I can't deny the fact that he is one of these running backs going in this round three range that is legitimately a workhorse. Whether or not he can stay healthy is a different question, but he will be the workhorse for his respective team. So what do you think about this report coming out? Can you see Leonard Fournette closing in on 50 receptions this upcoming season, and how do you feel about him overall? No, I can't see that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard anybody coming to Fournette's defense and going, oh, wow, you have to draft, draft Fournette. He's missed 11 games over the past two seasons. That's a lot. You know, got, got into a problem with the organization last year, right? Started the fight in Buffalo, and then he has the Atlantics on the sideline. We didn't know if he was going to be brought back. He was going to be traded to Philadelphia. We heard all this stuff. You know, you know the organization's not, not all that happy with them. Uh, they did draft Armstead, although he hasn't looked all that great either. Uh, I go back to what I said about QT. Most important ability, availability. He may not have it. I mean, he just may not have it. I can't. His talent. It tells you he's a back-end running back one, top-end running back two. It's, the talent is there. The opportunity will be no, there. No, it's not. Yeah, we know at Jacksonville that they want to run the ball. You know, uh, they want Foles not to lose games. Maybe be a little bit more than a caretaker there. So they're going to run the ball, play close to the best. They let that defense do its job there. So he'll have all the opportunities in the world. But won't that lead to more injuries for him? He's never proven he can stay healthy. I'm not so sure how much he wants to play through injuries. Or he's one of those guys, he's banged up, ah, that's it, I'm done for today, that sort of thing. I like the talent. You know, I think if, you, if, I, if I felt better about him, I'd want him. But uh, I think I've done 10, not, not including best ball leagues, I've done 10 regular drafts so far, have zero shares, and I don't see that changing this week. I also have zero shares of Leonard Fournette. I have him down at RB16, just behind Devontae Freeman, Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson, Damian Williams. His ADP over the past couple of days is running back 13 at pick 25, so the early third round range. Jim, I'll throw it your way as well. I heard you chattering a little bit there in the background regarding Leonard Fournette. Can you see him exceeding or coming close to 50 receptions, 400 to 500 receiving yards? If he's going to come close to that, he's going to have to stay healthy in order to reach those numbers. So how do you feel about Leonard Fournette? Can he come close to those receiving totals? He could. There's no doubt about it. He, he can catch the ball. If they determine that they're going to throw to him that much, then absolutely he could. I'm not buying. Um, look, if he stays on the field for 16 games and you buy him in fantasy, you're going to get paid off. And the only exception I have is that I have to take exception to George saying he's a good running back. He's not a good running back. He really isn't a good running back. He relies totally on volume, volume, volume. And here's a great stat that proves that. Among all 63 running backs with at least 150 carries over the past two seasons, Fournette ranks 48th in run grade, 49th in yards per carry, and 50th in yards after contact per attempt. Those are not good running back numbers. He does it on sheer volume alone. So there's a couple points here. 
If he does get all the, the receptions, that definitely helps him in fantasy. We love that. You know, a reception is for, worth far more than a carry uh, in PPR leagues, bar none. It's almost like four times as valuable. So absolutely, that carries him. But, you know, he's what I call, he's in that mix of running back quicksand. All of those guys in that same tier there, every single one of them has major concerns. And, you know, it's like you have to pick your poison. Do you think uh, Damian Williams can hold up over 16? Do you think uh, Fournette won't get hurt again? Do you think Dalvin Cook won't get hurt again? You know, uh, can Devontae Freeman stay healthy? You know, we have this with all of these guys have major concerns. And, man, I'm having a hard time getting through it. I have one share of Leonard Fournette. And out of so far 93 leagues, I have one share. Wow. And the only reason I have that one share is because that's a league I decided when I started to draft that I was going to only draft players I don't draft normally because I wanted to see what the end result would be when I'm done. And we're still drafting that league. So I'm really interested to see how it works out because so far I've literally drafted everybody that other people like that I don't. And I want to see how it works out. Jim Day going with the Bizarro draft, drafting players he wouldn't normally draft. He's a 93 drafts and only has one share of Leonard Fournette. You know, as George mentioned as well, I, you know, I've done maybe, you know, 12, 13 drafts already so far. I have zero shares of Leonard Fournette as well. It's just in that third round range, I always find running backs I like a little bit more. Yes, they all come with their risk. I hear you, Jim. You know, that, that quicksand tier of running backs where, yes, they all have their risk. They all have upside as well, but you really just have to pick and choose. Me personally, I prefer Devontae Freeman. I prefer Aaron Jones, on Johnson, Damian Williams as well, just ahead of Leonard Fournette this upcoming season. You know, another running back that is, you know, very polarizing, going in a similar range, probably more so the back end of the third round, early fourth round range, Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders. Now, I think there's a lot of people split on Josh Jacobs. Yes, he wasn't a full workhorse in Alabama. In fact, you know, he wasn't used anywhere close to a workhorse type role while he was at Alabama, but he was drafted in the first round. He has that pedigree. And the report here said that they expect Josh Jacobs to be a three down back, to get goal line work, and to exceed 1,000 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm no mathematician, Jim, but if Josh Jacobs exceeds 1,500 total yards, is a three-down back, and gets the goal line work for the Oakland Raiders, albeit you know they're not the, the best offense in the NFL, he's probably going to be a top-10 running back this upcoming season. <laughs> Are you buying this report, and where do, you, where do you have Josh Jacobs ranked this upcoming season? I'll tell you the truth. I wasn't buying that report up until they let Doug Martin go. And you say, oh, Doug Martin, who cares about the hamster anymore? He was good last year. Well, he was good, yeah. And that's what people don't realize. He scored four times in the last five games. And he, you know, he picked up well when Lynch went down. So I was really surprised when they let Doug Martin go because I, I really thought that was going to be a linchpin in, you know, keeping Josh Jacobs down a little bit. Now, without Doug Martin, man, I, I'm starting to believe. Obviously, they believe, but we haven't really gotten glowing reports of him in camp. So it's kind of deceiving. They've been very quiet on him uh, pretty much all preseason. So it's going to be interesting to see if this comes out the way they're, they're expecting. Uh, you're right. He's never had that full role. And if they expect him to have it, that's fine. I have to say, though, at some point, I still expect Jalen Richard to be involved. I mean, he had such a great season for them last year. I really find it hard that they just push him to the side and say, you're not going to do anything. 
Um, he was what their second best receiver last year. So I think they have to find a role for him, but you know, at, at this point without Doug Martin, I have to say Josh Jacobs has the role to himself. Yeah, I have Josh Jacobs ranked as my RB18 right now. The past couple of days, his ADP is RB17, just behind Devontae Freeman, Aaron Jones, also going in that late third-round range, pick 34 off the board. George Kurtz, are you buying or selling this report that we get 1,000 yards rushing, 500 receiving yards, he's a three-down back, he's a do-it-all back this upcoming season for the Oakland Raiders? George Kurtz, are you buying it? Yeah, I am. Got him in a couple of leagues. So I, uh, this is before Martin was released. I like him even more now. Uh, listen, I'll be the first to admit, if everything you say is true, and I've heard the same things, you know, these will be the three down back, short yardage guy that pretty much do everything. I don't know if he'll make it 16 games. You know, I, I don't know. He's, he is built, you know, like a running back, 5'10", 220. It's good size. So I like that, but I don't know if he'll survive. I don't know if that's all hyperbole. Or maybe Gruden is one of these guys who just doesn't believe in long term for a running back anyway. Short shelf life. He's only going to play me for three, four years. Why not use him up while I got him? That sort of thing. And the fact that he didn't play all that much, uh, in college is even better, right? He's no, uh, not as much wear and tear there. So Gruden may be a believer. And listen, he's not the only NFL guy. This is why teams don't pay running backs. Use them while you got them. You know, they have a short shelf life. We move on three years from now, four years from now, whenever it might be. And maybe he is planning on, you know, let, let's give him like we did you know, back in the 90s with Emmett Smith and Sanders. They, they touched the ball 25 times a game. It, w- it wouldn't totally shock me. But I do think some of this is hyperbole. I, I think uh, what Jim said, Jalen Richard has to be involved here. Has to be. They have to take some of the pressure off this guy. So I like him, and I have him ranked higher than, uh, than you, Frank. I got him at uh, 14. So I do believe that he's going to have a big season, but it's in the back of my mind was, my God, they're going to kill this guy. Jim, you are the David Montgomery guy. I heard you say that yesterday here on the show. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs or David Montgomery right now based on all these reports that we're hearing? I'm sticking with Montgomery. Um, look, I, I, I love the reports and sounds good, but I've seen Montgomery. Uh, you know, we've seen him destroying people on the field in preseason, had a great camp, great uh, OTAs. He's just been rock solid since he's come on. And again, I'm going to just say it again. I think next year we're going to be talking about him in the first round. High praise for David Montgomery this upcoming season for Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. I have one more report here that I want to get to, and I feel like it's relevant based on uh, an injury that came out yesterday. Robbie Anderson is dealing with a calf injury, and they asked Connor Hughes on The Athletic. He covers the New York Jets. Has Sam Darnold had a favorite target in camp? And he has said yes. It is Jamison Crowder. It hasn't been Robbie Anderson. And I'm not just saying this because Robbie Anderson is hurt now, but you go back and listen to the Jets preview I did with Matt Modica about a month ago, maybe a month and a half now at this point. And I said, I was worried about where Robbie Anderson was being drafted. I understand what he did last year down the stretch, but he's got a lot of other players to compete with now in terms of targets. He has Jamison Crowder. He has Le'Veon Bell. Chris Herndon will be back in the mix after his four-week suspension. Quincy Anunua is still there as well. The report here, now this is lofty, guys. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to buy in on this. They said Jameson Crowder could catch 90 to 100 passes this year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he's being drafted as wide receiver 52 right now. George, Jameson Crowder, if he is the number one target, the apple of Sam Darnold's eye, he is coming at a discount right now. I've gone uh, down this crowd of road before. I know it's a different team, different offense, different quarterback, and I, I do like Donald. Uh, I think he's got about as much chance of catching 90 to 100 balls as you do of seeing Jim and I forming a singing duo and going out on the road. All right, it's uh, it's oh, come nice on, to that talk was a about. Secret. 
<laughs> I let it out. Sorry. Uh, yeah. We'll be around a town close to you in a, uh, an arena. Keep uh, keep tuned. <laughs> Zumo, uh, Channel 719. We'll, we'll announce it tomorrow. Uh, I'm not buying. I'm just not. Uh, I'll pass. I just can't trust them. And I'm, no, not uh, 90 to 100. I don't mind grabbing as a uh, reserve guy, end of the bench guy, but I'm not banking on him being really fancy useful. Been down that road border before. Jim, 90 to 100 with receptions would just be completely bananas this upcoming season for Jamison Crowder. But at wide receiver 52 off the board, I just feel like there is a lot of value to be had there. And especially now with Robbie Anderson dealing with this calf injury, we're only like a week out. Real quick, Jim, how do you feel about Crowder? Give me 10 seconds. I'd rather have Crowder than Kiki Kute. Rather have Crowder than Kiki Kute, potentially the number one target in the Jets' offense this upcoming season. That was Jim Day, the fantasy Taz for George Kurtz as well. I am Frank Stanfield. This was the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Coming up next, the BFFs with myself and Greg Sussman. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888 888- 
andro400.com I'm gonna miss you Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy I didn't want it to end What do you think regarding this report about Marquise Brown not really having an impact until the second half of the season and are there any Ravens pass catchers that you are excited about this year for Fantasy Football Yeah, that's something I would put in the uh, really shocked uh, category. Most rookie wide receivers aren't going to have an impact. And then you throw it on a team that's not really a great throwing team. Of course, he's not going to have an impact. And yes, he'll be more valuable in the second half of the season. That doesn't mean anything. I don't want him in fantasy. Uh, you mentioned dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. That's a little different. Give it a couple of years. We'll see what happens. Maybe Lamar Jackson does develop. I like, I, I think I love Lamar Jackson as a fantasy quarterback, but it's because of his running ability. I think the passing still has a long ways to go. I think he'll be better than he was last year. I do. But he's nowhere near a finished. He's not even close to a finished project. So I have zero interest in any pass catcher on Baltimore, with the exception of maybe a backup tight end, maybe Andrews for a tight end, too. That I could see happening. Jackson, a lot of young quarterbacks, they look to, to, to hit that big target over the middle. It's close to the line of scrimmage. That's generally the tight end. So I'm interested in Andrews, but that is it. Jim, we've seen some of these pass catchers move up draft boards, specifically Mark Andrews. George mentioned his name as well. I mean, he's someone that you know people are excited about, played together with Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma a couple of years ago. But he did pop off a little bit last year in the second half of the season with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. And he made you know some big plays. Uh, I believe he had like two receptions of 60-plus yards in that second half of the season with Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. So uh, what do you think of this report regarding Marquise Brown? Yes, it seems a little bit obvious, but you know people are still drafting him for fantasy football this season because of his draft pedigree in the NFL draft. So how do you feel about Marquise Brown? Are there any other pass catchers here that catch your eye? Miles Boykin is someone that has caught my eye because of his physical traits, but I still think that he's a little bit raw in terms of the actual NFL game and route running and you know, things of that matter. So how do you feel about this Ravens passing attack? Is there anyone that's catching your eye? Well, the first thing I got to say is if you didn't think that this Marquise Brown thing was coming, you weren't prepared at all. He missed all of almost all of preseason, all of training camp, all of OTAs. Uh, so, yeah, of course, he's going to come on slow. And you're talking about an offense that we still have serious doubts that the quarterback can hit anybody. Uh, we saw every single wide receiver on the team fall off the table as soon as Lamar Jackson started last year, and it became the Lamar Jackson running show. So, you know, it's really hard to have a lot of faith in any of these guys. And the only guy really I want, and I know a lot of people are high on Mark Andrews, but I can't see him as anything more than a, a tight end to, just because they have so many tight ends on that roster, others are going to get involved. The only guy I want a piece of right now is Miles Boykin in this passing offense because you can get him so late and he's had a good camp. 